This is a Hot Pie Original. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the DMP CD Sports Podcast presented by Odd Shark. I am Chad Fisher, alongside my co-host, Tony Farmer. How you doing, brother? I'm doing awesome today, man. I'm really looking forward to this show. Uh, Joe, Joe Wieskamp out of Iowa. Dude's dream is about to come true yeah, in a couple days. How often do you get to talk to somebody whose dream is about to come true yeah. in a few hours? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's going to be really exciting to talk to him. Uh, he's a guy that shot up draft boards recently. He had a great combine. And... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he falls and also get his perspective on on where he what, what his mindset is going into uh the draft here and then uh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's a guy who's known as a shooter, but he's got a lot of other skills and we're real curious how the NBA is going to view him on, on draft night. It's exciting. Yeah, definitely, brother. Can't wait to talk to him. Uh before we do that, let's tell everybody about Odd Shark. Odd Shark is your source for the latest odds from leading authorities, expert editorial content, the hottest sports news and detailed matchup picks. Looking for statistics and trends for an upcoming game? Odd Shark has that too, and it's bright, in depth, expert analysis, odds, and trends to help you make the sharp game day picks. They've got decades of stats in their databases, and their insiders give you takes so hot they sizzle. Mmm, that's hot. They're your one-stop shop. I got to stop doing it. <laughs> they're, they're your one-stop shop for all your odds, info on sports and pop culture events. Want to get a better understanding of the odds and the math behind the numbers, how the line is set, why the lines move during the week on the NFL odds list. Oddshark will give you all the tools you need. They're a proven industry powerhouse. Oddshark has info from around the globe, giving you the chance to access the best sports odds on the planet. Whether you want to check out tonight's football odds, this week's hockey or basketball trends, or anything in between, head on over to Oddshark and start thinking like a shark today. Uh, check them out, man. You got to gotta check out Oddshark. Before you place a bet, you want to go over there, check the numbers. Make sure you're getting the best line. It's vitally important if you're going to be putting some money down on some games. Yeah, of course, man. They've got great articles, too. We were we were paying attention to Odd Shark before they started sponsoring the show. Yeah. We love them. Always have. Um, and you should check them out because, like Chad said, they're absolutely free. They're doing the heavy lifting for you on a lot of the analytics and a lot of the research. So especially before you make those big bets, you're going to want to go over to Odd Shark and make sure their experts are thinking like you are uh, before you put your money down. Yeah, definitely. So check them out. It's O-D-D-S-S-H-A-R-K.com. Tell them the DNP CD Sports uh, Podcast sent you. And speaking of Odd Shark, let's do our betting segment, Tony. Yeah, man. Let's talk about the NFC West, Chad. <clears throat> yeah, man. So there's some numbers here. Uh, I'm going to start with the very top. Uh, Arizona is anywhere from plus 450 to plus 600. To win the NFC West. The NFC All West, right. yeah. And then uh, L.A., is anywhere from 175 to 205. All right, let's remember they got Matthew Stafford. Yeah, so yeah. That one's interesting. And your 49ers are anywhere from uh, plus 175 to plus 205. Mm-hmm. And Seattle is anywhere from, looks like 260 all the way up to 280. Mm, okay. So who okay. you liking there? I'm liking the Cardinals, dude. Really? I, I, all right. So, so first, a c- couple things with this division. This is a division where you could easily see three teams making the playoffs. Mm. Would anybody be surprised if three of those four teams made the playoffs, especially how weak some of the other NFC uh, conferences are? Yeah. You could have a couple wild cards out of there. So these teams may beat up on each other 
which may make it interesting. So I'm going to go with with the dog of these lines, the Cardinals, um, which I tend to do. If you're watching the show often, you notice yeah. that I tend to like the the underdogs in these in these uh, division odds. Uh, Cardinals defensive line, I love that they're adding J.J. Watt. Um, I love their wide receivers. I don't love their head coach at all, Cliff Kingsbury. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that another year of experience can only help you at the NFL level. Um, and so I like the Cardinals here. Now, if the odds were even, I'm going to rank them 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, Seattle. Mm-hmm. With those odds, that I heard you say almost five to one for the Cardinals, yeah. five and a half to one. Mm-hmm. Um, six to one. Actually. Six to one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, is why you want to look at Odd Shark so that you mm-hmm. can shop around and find that six to one, find where that is. Uh, but I'm going the Cardinals here. What do you think, man? Yeah, man, that's a, that's an interesting. I'd probably do the same thing because I feel like that's a good number. Um, if I had to pick, I'm, I'm, I would say that I think the Rams are going to win the division, but I'm rooting for our, uh, the 49ers as well because our boy uh, Mohamed Sanu on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to put some money down, I'll put it on the Cardinals. Yeah. When it comes to the 49ers, it's all going to be about injuries. Um, I heard Steve Mariucci come out recently and say the 49ers might have the, the most talented roster in the NFL. Um, so we know the talent's there. How many of those guys can stay healthy? Because they literally had a historically unhealthy year last yeah. year. Literally. I mean, the number of guys who went on IR for that team, the it, the luck was unbelievable. And as a 49er fan watching those games, guys were dropping like flies. It, it seemed like every 10 minutes, and it, I'm exaggerating a bit, but it seemed like every 10 minutes. And so can those guys, many of whom, by the way, are injury prone, stay healthy for next year? That's what it's going to come down to. And frankly, that might decide the division. Yeah, definitely, brother. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year. The NFC West is going to, is, uh, there's a lot of parity there, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, make sure you head on over to oddshark.com to uh, check out the lines on on uh, some of these division winners and everything like that. Put some money down. Make sure you go to Oddshark, though, because you want to make sure you're getting the best number possible. Uh, we love them here at uh, DMPCD. For sure, man. I think we're ready to, yeah. to talk with, with Joe yeah, Wieskamp. Should we bring, bring him in? Yeah, let's go ahead and bring Joe in. All right, our guest today started 97 games for the Iowa Hawkeyes, where he was second team all Big Ten last year. He's an all-around great player and stuff the stat sheet. He was the first Hawkeyes junior to record 1,250-plus points, 550-plus rebounds, 175-plus three-pointers, 100-plus assists, and 75-plus steals in his career. He's ninth all-time in three-pointers made at Iowa, and in uh, and his second time, uh, second all-time in three-point percentage. Last year at Iowa, he averaged nearly 15-7 and seven a game and shot an astonishing 46% from the three, just lighting it up. But he's not just a hooper. He received his uh, degree in finance from Iowa and also made the dean's list. And we're looking forward to hearing his name called on draft night this Thursday. Please welcome to the DMP CD Sports Podcast, Joe Wieskamp. How you doing, brother? Wheezy in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, for sure, brother. Hey, Joe, I feel like we're friends already, man. I'm expecting an invite to your wedding, so I'm going to call you Wheezy. Okay, <laughs> uh, Wheezy, you're not just a shooter, brother. Out of the 55 players invited to the combine, you finished fourth with a 42-inch vertical and a 10.2nd uh, agility lane drill time. I'd venture to say that my vertical is nine, maybe ten inches. It might be a little yeah, it might be a little higher if there's a snicker bar on the line, you know what I'm saying? But do you feel like your athleticism is overlooked at all? You're not just a shooter. You're uh, capable of so much more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, like shooting's kind of the main part of my game. Like that's what's gonna get me on the court, but also I feel like I'm a lot more athletic than a lot of people think and um helping rebound and push the ball in transition, different things like that, which I think my game will translate. Yeah, definitely. Um, you killed it at the combine, brother, and you helped your stock immensely. Uh, 
Was that one of the biggest reasons why you decided to keep your name in the draft? And what were your expectations going into the combine? Were you on the fence about uh, staying in and you thought, if I kill it at the combine, I'm saying I'm going to stay in the draft. I'm trying to get paid maybe by a couple of used Hyundais or something like that. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> or the, or the, what was your uh, thinking going into the combine, though, brother? Yes, yeah, to be honest with you, my mindset going into the process was that I'm going to stay in. Like, I think that going into this, like, um, it's tough to have one foot in, one foot out. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to show like your true self if that's kind of your mindset. So my mindset, like I said, was that I'm all in. And um, the biggest thing for me was like teams weren't able to come watch us in person this year because of COVID. So they couldn't see me up close and see how well I shoot it, how tall I am, how quick and mm. athletic, athletic I am. Um, so to be able to showcase that at the combine and let like the outside world know, and especially just the scouts to be able to see me up close was huge for me. And that's why ultimately after that, which when I got good feedback and things like that, I decided to to go all in at that point. Joe, you, you're so close to making your childhood dream come true. Can you give us some insight into what the heck that feels like? I mean, all this work that you've put in up until this point, and really we're just hours away at this point from the draft. What's your mindset right now? How are you feeling? Yeah, it's an incredible feeling like to get to this point. Um, growing up in high school, um, from a smaller town in Iowa, like there's not too many hoopers around um, that fully devote themselves to, to the game. So like I had to, you know, travel all across the country to, to find good competition and things like that. So, um, going throughout that in high school and then playing in college, like, um, it's just crazy to finally be here. I remember my freshman year, I tested the process a little bit, but not, you know, to the, to the full extent. Um, and I remember watching the draft two years ago and thinking like, I'm going to hear my name called in a couple of years. So it's cool to finally be, um, to this point. So let's fast forward a little bit. It, it, it's Wednesday night. You put your head on your pillow when whatever time it is that you usually go to sleep. Are you going to be able to sleep Wednesday night? <laughs> yeah, I think it, honestly, it's going to feel like Christmas Eve. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to be thinking about like, oh, what present am I going to open tomorrow? <laughs> like, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of nerves, um, but just like a lot of excitement too, like to finally get to this point. Um, and I know that everyone else going through this draft process, unless you know, you're probably the number one pick. Like everyone has uncertainty on where they're going to end up. So um, just to try to enjoy it as much as I can and just realize that God has a plan for me and I'll end up where I'm supposed to be. What kind of a team do you think you'd be a good fit for? And can you kind of talk to that team a little bit? What are you going to bring to the table when you get there? I think any team, honestly, like in the NBA right now, shooting's at a premium. And that's mm -hmm. something that I really, that I do at a high level. So I think that I can fit into any team and, um, probably not going to be the guy that's, you know, making a ton of plays off the dribble at the, at the, at the beginning. Like I'm going to be more of a floor spacer, a guy that's, you know, in the corner, letting guys do their thing. But if they kick it out to me, like I'm going to knock it down. I'm going to make hustle plays, rebound, um, do all those different things to help the team win. But obviously it starts with my shooting. Yeah, definitely. I want to know, brother, uh, how have you been training since you declared for the draft? Obviously it's a completely different animal. You're able to devote all your time to that, but what have you been doing to get your mind and your body ready for the NBA? Obviously it's a completely different game. You're going against the best players in the world, but what improvements have you seen in your game and your body since, uh, you declared and started taking this on more seriously? Yeah. So obviously this process has been a little bit longer than typical years with the draft being pushed back. So I was able to go out to Las Vegas for about a month and a half. And I trained with a guy named Joe Abunasar that's uh, been doing this for like 25 years, the pre-draft process. And then um, went to Chicago and have been training with my agency ever since. Um, so it's just been fun to like be around the pro game, um, just work with the three-point line. Obviously it's a little bit further back and 
Um, this study film of guys in the NBA in which I feel that I'm similar to, um, guys like Duncan Robinson that, um, are just constantly moving, you know, he's a taller white shooter. Um, (laughs) but he's constantly moving, you know, coming off screens and dribble handoffs and things like that. So, um, it's been fun to like really focus on the NBA game and even just like watching the playoffs, like picturing myself out there on the floor. Um, or just some different things that I've tried to do throughout this process. Yeah, uh, I'm a Michigan fan, uh, so I've watched your career. Sorry, brother, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to see you going, though, man. I will say that, brother. <laughs> you and Luca both, but uh, uh, I've watched your career a, a lot, you know. And I, that's something that that was somebody that I thought you had a great comparison to was Duncan Robinson, and I feel like what he's done in the NBA is just going to help you and help your stock and everything as well because you guys have very similar uh, skill sets. Yeah, for sure. Um, about the Michigan comment, I've actually Isaiah Livers is in yeah. my same agency. Yeah, so I've been priority. Yeah, good dude. Um, but yeah, like watching a guy like Duncan Robinson, like being a guy from the Big Ten, um, that really is like a white shooter. Like a, that's what <laughs> I am too. Like at the end yeah. of the day, so, um, to see him have that much success and like teams really value what he's doing on the floor, obviously opens a lot of opportunities for me. Yeah, definitely. And what are some of the things that you that are you tr- you're trying to improve upon going into the draft? What are some of the weaknesses or things that you feel like you can get better at? Yeah, I think it starts defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, at Iowa, we were always a team that was trying to run and gun. We were trying to outscore you. Um, so defensively, like I think there was too many times where I get on the side of people um, and get beat. So it's just really just using my athleticism to my advantage more and keeping guys in front and understanding like the film and like the team concepts of being in the right spots. Um, and also just gaining a little bit of strength. Like I think playing in the league, um, guys are going to be bigger, faster, stronger. So, uh, so just being able to like have more muscle that to defend and also like offensively, like being able to take contact and finish around the rim. Um, I think are some of the emphasis for me. You mentioned Duncan being that guy that you kind of uh, emulate and look to on tape. Now, who did you look up to growing up? Who did you watch? And, and are any of those guys still in the league right now? Uh, Clay Thompson a lot, actually. Okay. Um, just being such a good shooter, like being a, a guy that is a lot of catch and shoot, which is kind of what I was more so in college. Like he wasn't, um, breaking people down off the dribble per se. Like he was scoring off catch and shoot. Um, and I think also like cuts, like he was back cutting, curl cutting, finish around the rim for layups. So I think that that's stuff that I can do as well. And obviously like with the Warriors run and they, they were killing. Um, it was fun to watch him do his thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, hey, brother, I'm curious. When you get that first check, what are you buying? You uh, are you getting a hot tub or some jewelry, <laughs> or do you have your eyes on some uh, some VIP Toby Keith tickets? Look, what are you going to buy when you get that first check, man? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, it might be a car. Yeah, because the car I've been driving in college, my little brother just turned 15, yeah. so he just he's getting my car. Um, so it's time for me to get a new one. Um, so I think that'll probably be the first purchase. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, your brother, Luke, he looks like he's going to be a pretty good hooper too, man. Uh, he's definitely going to Iowa, right? I saw he's playing with uh, Fran's son. Is that Fran's son? Uh, yep. How's his game looking, man? What's he got to work on? Yeah, no, he's it's been awesome to see. So he's going to be a freshman in high school this year. Like He's finally starting to grow into his body a little bit. Has a lot of confidence in his game right now. He's one of the better t- players on his team for AAU and um, it's cool just to see his work ethic. Like he obviously looks up to me and sees where I've been able to do. And, um, just to see him devote that much time to his game and 
working on getting better has been really awesome to see. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure, man. Um, you can give him some pointers there too. It's awesome. That's an awesome resource for him to have too. Having a brother that's going to be in the NBA in a couple of uh, days here. Um, your fiance Mackenzie Meyer played at uh, Iowa as well. Played for the women's basketball team. I got to ask you: Has she ever beat you one on one or horse or something like that? And on and then on top of that, I know you're with Priority Sports and they're great, but can I already throw my name in the hat to be your kid's agent when the time comes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, you know what I'm saying? But I can make some money off that for sure, man, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, Mackenzie and I, we had a lot of fun. Obviously, we both played at the same time. So there was a lot of nights when we'd go and shoot together and rebound for each other. And we never really played one-on-one, just kind of like messing around. More so, we do like shooting competitions or horse or pig. And there was definitely some times where she would beat me. Like, <laughs> nice. she, she's a great shooter for sure. There was one time I was doing an interview and um, we did like a half court shot so you can make it first. First shot, she banks it in. Dang. Like, <laughs> like you can't make it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, that's some cheap. That's some cheap dates wow. too, man. Just go to the gym and shoot around, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, HP wise, uh, I can't make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, man, coming out of Iowa, I want to ask you about a, another Iowa great, George Kittle. You know, he obviously played football at Iowa. His dad did too. I don't know if a lot of people realize that. I want to know if you're going one on one against George Kittle. Keep in mind, they say the tight end position is the most transferable to uh, to basketball, right? You're going one on one against George Kittle in a game of 21 what's the final score gonna be and before you answer that question two things i want to throw in there one he's 6'4 250 pounds is what he's listed at right and two he's on twitter a lot so there's a good chance he's gonna hear this answer so game of 21 <laughs> you versus george kittle what's the result man that's tough i have a lot of respect <laughs> for him and obviously what he's been able to do in the nfl um riley till is actually one of my former teammates and um his sister is married to, to george kittle too so oh wow uh, Score wise, I think it's tough to say. Like I've never really seen him on the court, but I'm gonna guess like being like most football guys, like he probably is just really athletic, probably doesn't have much of a jumper. So I'm, gonna, <laughs> like, I'm gonna give him like five, like twenty nice. twenty-one. <laughs> I think he's being generous because yeah, George is so. an Iowa guy. Yeah, I think if, so. If George too, came from out of like Alabama or yeah, Duke couple, or something. A couple times he might muscle me down. And, yeah, yeah. All right. He's gonna bully you a couple times. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, where are you gonna be watching the game? Uh excuse me, watching the draft, uh draft night. Who are you gonna be around, et cetera? Yeah, probably just at home um, with my family. Probably try to keep it fairly small just because obviously there's going to be a lot of uncertainty going into the night. But I think um, Friday night, the night after, where I, after I know where I'm going to end up, I'm going to have a bigger party with a bunch of friends and family. Y'all about to turn up or are you just going to be doing like white people stuff and having some macaroni salad and hot dogs and stuff? <laughs> are y'all setting up fireworks, man? What's going down at, at Wheezy's? Uh, <laughs> it, it'll probably be pretty low key. Yeah, yeah that's cool, man. Um, I think we're gonna have like a local Mexican spot cater. Oh, what's up? Oh, like the owner. Um, so we'll have a nice little spread and things like that. But it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. So I want to ask you, brother. Uh, last couple of questions, man. We're gonna let you go. We know your time is short. But uh, the Big Ten has gotten a reputation for playing some of the best basketball in the country. Uh, why do you think the Big Ten is so good? And w- what about the style of the Big Ten prepares you for the next level? Yeah, I think it's just like the Big Ten is really good from top to bottom. Like you see in other leagues sometimes where you have like three, four dominant teams and then the teams at the bottom are just, you know, getting destroyed every game. But in the Big Ten, like there's no cakewalk. Um, Every team is really physical, you know, like the Michigan States, the Rutgers, like teams that kind of play like really physical um, up into your space denying 
I think it's really what's going to prepare me for the next level the most is like going through that physicality. And honestly, like my freshman year, or I mean, my sophomore year, like I kind of went through some struggles where that physicality kind of bothered me. Um, but like going through that, I think it's only going to make me better moving forward. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Um, it's a tough conference. Like you said, there's no off nights, man. Even even Rutgers, you know, had a good team last year. Even when you go to Nebraska, it's a tough place to play. There's no off, off nights, man. Top to bottom is the best league in the country, in my opinion. Obviously, I got a biased no, opinion, agree. but um, Joe, before we let you go, I want to point out that you're not just a basketball player. You've done so much. We're going to see kids with cancer in the hospital and trying to brighten their day. That's what it's really all about, right? Using you, you're a basketball player, but that's not all you are, brother. You, you're using your celebrity to bring positivity and happiness to the world. How does I want to ask you? How does it feel though when you walk into a hospital and a and a kid lights up when they see you and you just you know just trying to make their day a little bit better? Yeah, there's honestly no better feeling. Like I think it's kind of like one of our responsibilities as you know a Big Ten player and the platform that we have put on by society and the media is to use that um, platform to help others. And like you said, like that's something that was always really important to me was to go to the children's hospital and um, even just like going, saying hi and like signing a couple autographs, like that makes their day. Um, that makes their week. And there was a couple of times where I went and like saw some older ladies um, and like, I, I guarantee they were telling all their friends about it. Like, it's just so cool to, to be able to impact others like that. And then also um, I really like, like, Growing up in Muscatine, um, I shot a lot at the YMCA. So um, just doing some different things like to give back to them. Um, Iowa hosted a little camp there a couple of years ago. Um, and just like there's a couple of times where I donated back to them. So just like to help others out and use our platform platform is is really cool yeah definitely joe you're making it sound like like everybody does what you do and you're like it's your duty it's your responsibility as a big 10 athlete the reality is not a lot of people take the time to do what you're doing especially college students who are college athletes who are yeah. busy already so where does this come from I and mean, where were you raised that way i mean where does this um desire to want to help people and brighten people's day come from yeah i think it's just the way that i was raised uh, my dad's a physical therapist so he's obviously helping people out every single day. So just to see that um, and just like to understand the importance of helping those other people out is um, where I've always tried to look back and just try to help them whenever I can. Awesome. Weezy, this was awesome, brother. This is a great interview. Really appreciate you coming on, man. We're going to be rooting for you big time. I'm going to be watching the draft on Thursday and uh, uh, looking to see where you end up. And I hope you end up in a great situation. I know you're going to take full advantage of that, brother. But we will be rooting for you this year big time, man. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you guys having me. And I uh, better see a tweet with that Weezy name on there. Oh, you already know, brother. <laughs> Weezy out of here. Weezy out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks, man. We really appreciate you. Uh, good luck this season, brother. We'll talk to you soon, hopefully, man. Later in the season, once you get picked up, we'd love to have you on again. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. I awesome. appreciate you guys having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks brother. So much, we appreciate man. it, man. Have a good night. Take care. Yeah, Peace. Hey, Tony, let's take a quick second to tell everybody about one of our favorite sponsors. Yeah, Chad, 1740 Beard Bomb. I'm holding their signature product right here. But they've got a bunch of other products as well, okay? They've got, they've got beard soap. They've got chapstick. Um, this is their signature product. This is just one of the labels. Chad, can you hold up? A, let's let's see what we got here. Oh, look at these. Look at these bad boys. These are sexy. Yeah. Um, as Chad and I talk about often, if you've got a big beard, it's actually a hygiene issue. You don't want that thing stinking and smelling. So head on over to 1740 Beard Bomb. Check them out. And we've got a really cool arrangement with them where if you're willing to send us a text 
uh, a screenshot. It can be on Twitter. It can be on Facebook. It, it can be on Instagram at DMP CD sports. Um, as long as it's funny, doesn't have to be sports related. We'll read it on the air and the folks over at 1740 beard bomb will send you some free product and a $25 gift card. Yeah. So make sure you check them out at 1740beardbomb.com. All right. That was Joe Wieskamp from uh, Iowa. He's going to be drafted tomorrow night. Super exciting, man. Can't wait to see where he ends up. What a great interview. Seems like a super laid back dude. Uh, you can tell he's about business. He's working, working his tail off to, uh, to make sure that he's in the best shape that he can possibly be in working on the, uh, uh, the facets of his game that aren't uh, his strengths right now, which is really exciting, man. It's going to be cool to see where he ends up and how he uh, helps out a team because his game is suited for the NBA perfectly right now. He is the type of guy that teams are going to be salivating over, especially if they can get him in that late first round, early to mid second. That's going to be a great pickup for a team, brother. brother. Yeah, I mean, if you're him, you're coming out really at the right time because the NBA has changed so much over the years, and I think he's going to be a lot more desirable um, than he might have been if he had come out you know, of the draft 10 years ago. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Dude's got a lot of heart. Dude's got a lot of character. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk about dra- draft stock in a lot of different sports of players whose draft stock will fall because of character concerns. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe they have an arrest history or something like that. This dude is the exact opposite of that. I mean, visiting children's hospitals, yeah, yeah. like you brought up, man, doing all this charity stuff. I mean, what an awesome guy. And it's hard not to root for him to have success. Really cool dude. Yeah, he is, man. I loved how when he uh, made the player comparison to Duncan Robinson, a guy that played at Michigan that is about, that has made a ton of money. It's going to make a ton of money in the NBA. Uh, his skill set translates perfectly. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. It's It was cool to hear him say that he kind of compares himself to him and thinks he has a similar game and stuff. So Yeah, and then growing up, it was uh, it was Clay Thompson. How do you feel yeah. about that that comparison? Yeah, I mean, I think that's great, man. Uh, he's not a guy that puts the ball on the, on the floor a whole lot. You know, Clay had that uh, historic game where he, where he dropped, you know, 50-plus points and only took like nine or 11 dribbles or something like that. I think Joe's a similar type of player. I was watching the Michigan-Iowa game um, a couple nights ago, it was on uh, the Big Ten. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, it was on ESPN. They're showing a replay of the game, and I was, we knew obviously I knew we were going to interview him, so I was watching him specifically. And the guy can the guy is athletic as hell, man. That's a common misconception about his game is the guy can get up. He had a 42 inch vertical. You know what I mean? That's nothing to sneeze about. You know, so the guy can throw it down. He, I think that uh, once he gets around some uh, some player development uh, guys and everything like that, they teach him a little bit more how to put the ball on the, on the floor, use that, you know, set up his shot to be able to get into the mid-range a little bit, get to the hole. I think that uh, his game is going to translate perfectly to the NBA, man. I think he's going to be a steal for a team. And I can see the Clay Thompson comparison, definitely. He called, What did he call himself? A white shooter? Is that yeah, what he yeah, called himself, yeah, yeah. right? Do you think that his race actually makes people think that he's ath- less athletic than, than he is? Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not often that yeah. the white guy can cry, hey, yeah. you know, the, <laughs> there's a, there's yeah. a uh, people are looking at me differently. And he certainly wasn't, but yeah. we can make that case for him. Do you think that has something to do with it? Oh, absolutely, man. No one's going to compare a white dude to like Vince Carter or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's always going to be some other white player. They're like, oh, he looks like Mark Price out there. Look at him. Just <laughs> shooting the lights out. Oh my god! Uh, no one's gonna compare a white dude to a, bl- a black player. You know what I mean? It's always like, oh, he's a shooter. But uh, Mgo Blog, you know, we have Brian Cook on here. He has a a line that is hilarious. But he he used this to describe like Nick Stauskas back in the day, and he said, "Not just a shooter," and because the dude could do other things. And I think Joe falls into that category. He's not just a shooter. He had a 42-inch vertical, 10.7 in the uh, in the drills. 
he's athletic as hell, but he's getting pigeonholed. And not only that, I think that with Iowa, they didn't maybe really need him to do that too much. They had Luca Garza down low, who was an animal, All-American, uh, two-time All-American down low. Uh, so, you know, they needed him to shoot uh, a little bit, rebound a little bit, and he she, she, he showed he could do that. He's a big two-guard, man. He was 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and uh, shoot the lights out. He's a big, big two-guard, man, that a lot of teams would would love to have. Yeah, man. All right, let's take out your crystal ball, Chad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I hope, grab it. I'm gonna grab the crystal ball. I'm gonna yeah, put it right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Where is he gonna get drafted? Do you think what team and what what number slot? So do you think? Uh, that's a good that's a good question, man. So I can see him in the. Uh, I've heard a lot of talk, maybe even late first round. I've seen him anywhere from 36 to 52nd and mock drafts. I wouldn't be surprised. Like we were talking off air before the show. Won't be surprised if a team falls in love with them and knows that they need shooting. There's a lot of teams out there that need shooting. Mm-hmm. Cavs, my Cavs being one of them. We finished 29th in shooting last year. Uh, how uh, about the Lakers? Yeah, the Lakers could definitely use a guy Ooh. like that. Uh, I could see him fitting in a system like the Spurs. I think he'd be perfect there with uh, with Coach Popovich. Uh, I could see Portland, um, Charlotte, uh, these types of teams. Memphis, I think, would be a good spot for him as well. Uh but almost every team in the NBA needs shooting right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, there's no team that says, oh, we got enough shooters. We don't need any more. Every team needs them. So he's not like going to be pigeonholed. It's like, oh, he's just a big guy. He's a seven-footer that you know plays with his back to the basket, can get you 10 rebounds. No, this guy is uh, very athletic, very versatile. And so he's going to fit on any team that picks him, man. I, th- I, ho- I hope and pray the Cavs pick him up because we need some three-point shooting big time. And I think he'll be perfect. We need a small guy, a, a, a small, excuse me, a a big two guard coming off the bench. We need that guy. Uh, he would be perfect in that role. But a lot of teams are going to be looking at him, man. He, where the Cavs are not going to be the only ones. Uh, I would not be surprised uh, if a number of teams picked him. But I hope, obviously, I hope he's you know late first round. Uh, if not, I don't see him last in pack pass like pick uh, fifty. And I, I think that would be egregious if he falls that far, even because his skill set is not something that just grows on trees. You're right. not just going to f- go out and find a guy that shot that shot 46 percent from three point uh, last year. Yeah, that's a, that's absurd, you know. Yeah. And so uh, in the Big Ten, in the Big Ten, a very <laughs> physical conference. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be able to do that and sustain that throughout a, an entire season is remarkable. So uh, I'm as a Michigan fan, I'm happy he went to the draft. I was happy when yeah. he kept his name in there. And um, another guy that I could see him, uh, Isaiah Livers, uh, a lot of people are saying that out of Michigan, who Joe mentioned in the interview, he's more of like a three stretch four, maybe on a, a small four guy. But I think they have similar games, very good catch and shoot guys. They're not guys that are going to put the ball on the deck, uh, but they can stand on the corner, be a great uh, three and D guy. You know what I mean? I think that he has the athleticism to be able to be a good defender at the NBA level. We saw, we've, we talked about his athleticism and everything like that. I feel like he just, you know, a lot of times in the NBA, uh, they're going to make you focus on things that you haven't uh, focused on yet on your game and stuff. And so I think the sky is the limit for this kid, man. This guy could be in the league 10, 15 years. Everybody needs shooters and shooters stick around for a very, very long time in the NBA. Yeah, man. And we told him before we let him go, we hope that he ends up in a good situation. I want to ask you, Chad, what makes a good situation in the NBA? Is it is it the head coach? Is it opportunity? And follow up question to that. You rattled off a bunch of teams who could need him. What? Uh, which of those teams do you think presents the most fertile team for him yeah. to grow and thrive in? Well, I'm a huge 
uh, Greg Popovich fan. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he's one of the best coaches, if not the best coach of of my generation. I love the guy. I love how he hates interviews and shit. You know what I'm saying? The guy's hilarious, man. He's hysterical. And he has the same reaction I do to a lot of the dumbass questions that these reporters ask and stuff like that. So uh, I think, of course, the Spurs will be an amazing situation for any player. Greg Popovich uh, is an amazing, great coach. I think that would be a, a great fit for him. Uh, and and I think he would have a clear path to a lot of playing time there. The Spurs need talent all across the board. They they uh, they were at the you know the tenth spot I believe or ninth spot last year, and that was m- mostly just because of coaching. Because Popovich is going to out coach over half the league easily. You know what I mean with lesser talent. I think that would be a great situation. So I think you want to look for number one the coach. And there's some, there's some stability there as well. Mm. You want to make sure that you've got some veterans around him, some guys that are shooters that can teach him a little bit, that can uh, help him grow his game in other areas as well. And you want it to be a sustainable situation. You don't want a guy that's, you know, uh, on the hot seat uh, coaching, you know what I mean? But at the same time, man, his skill set translates very well to the NBA game. I think that no matter where he ends up, he's a hard worker. He's dedicated. He's motivated. He wants to be in a league. He wants to be in a league for a long time. And so wherever he goes, whoever, whatever team picks him up is going to be extremely lucky, I think. For sure, man. And a great personality, too. Yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love at the end of the interview, <laughs> he throws out the, the Weezy, Weezy nickname. Yeah. I also loved him giving uh, George Kittle five points in the game yeah. of 21. At least he's honest. A- a- and honest enough to admit that his girlfriend has beaten him yeah. in, a, in a minor little game in the backyard as well. So, yeah, yeah great dude. That's hilarious, man. That's awesome. And uh, he says he's going to be getting some Mexican food uh, for the game. If he's in Iowa, I don't know where the hell he's getting Mexican food. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm sure I think, I think he said he's in Chicago with Priority Sports. Shout out to Priority Sports as well for helping us uh, land this interview. Awesome organization. Some of the top names in sports. And they just keep going, man. So the roster that they got this year is is uh very, very impressive. They got Corey Kisper, Isaiah Livers. Uh, you know, he talked about him in the interview as well. Yep. Uh, awesome, awesome uh, organization there. We really want to say thank you to them for allowing us to do this interview with Joe. He was awesome. Um, so I'm excited, man. I'm super excited. The draft as a Cavs fan is one of my favorite times of year, one of my favorite days of year. I will be at the crib. I'm going to get a, a huge spread of food. I'm going to be sitting there getting fat as all hell. Just eating like a like a fat kid whose parents went away for the weekend and stuff. Getting some, I got some zebra cakes. You know, I ain't messing around. <laughs> Are you talking about the little Debbie? Oh, yeah, little hell yeah, fucking... dude. I don't mess around. <laughs> and what's so funny is I was sitting there talking. I was sitting there uh, kind of joking with Joe, talking about uh, you gonna get some macaroni salad and some hot dogs, some white people stuff. I got some macaroni salad at the crib that I'm gonna be eating on draft night. So with the zebra, who's cakes. the whitest guy in the room now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying so with some zebra cakes. Yeah, I only I eat it. white food. That's all I eat is just that, zebra that cakes. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah makes mayonnaise, sense. mayonnaise sandwiches, <laughs> white bread, uh, zebra cakes, and macaroni salad. That's all I eat, man. <laughs> but uh, no, man, it. this is a great interview with Joe. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. It's at jweescamp21. Instagram at wheezy10. And uh, hit him up on Cameo, too, man. Cameo.com backslash Joe Wieskamp. Uh, super cool dude. Uh, follow him on on uh, Instagram. Uh, he's got some awesome pictures there with his fiance and everything like that. And um, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm expecting an invite to the wedding. I don't see how I don't get one after this interview. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, and follow us on, yeah. on social media as well, at DNPCD Sports. Don't forget to send us those uh, funny screenshots of text, whether they're sports-related or not. Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, 
Check us yeah, out. On all those platforms, we're at DMP CD Sports. Also, check out hotpymedia.com. You can find all of our past episodes along with a bunch of other awesome podcasts that the Hot Pie Media Network produces. Uh, they are fantastic. They take care of us really well. And they've got so many awesome other other awesome shows that you should check out, man. Anything you can think of pretty much. So For sure. And if you happen to be listening on, on YouTube and watching us there, please do give us a thumbs up. Please consider writing us a review on iTunes. We're growing, man. We This is going to be our 16th episode. Yeah. And so um, we're, we're growing quickly. We're getting better guests, as you guys yeah. can see. And so all your support really goes a long way, and we appreciate it. Brother, we were talking about this last night. and only 16 episodes, man, we've already had some amazing guests, you know what I'm saying? Austin Eckler, Muhammad Sanu. We got Zach Banner coming out next week, which was yep. an amazing interview. Joe is another one. Joe Wieskamp. We got Jesse Sapolu. We got Randy Benjamin Cross. Albright, Randy Cross. Yep. Uh, we've had a great uh, guest list in only 16 episodes, and it's just going to keep getting better, man, because we're working our asses off to make sure we get some even better guests coming up. So. For sure. You know, we peaked on the charts at uh, 34th um, yeah. for the sports news category yeah, pretty good. On, on the iTunes charts. Pretty darn good. Dude, and we were in Denmark this week. We were like top 10 in Denmark. No kidding. I, I saw, I saw Great Britain. <laughs> uh, we, we just cracked the, the charts in Great, great Britain recently, Look too. So. Good so, eye, Mike. So, you know, we don't want to spend too much time bragging on us, but the bottom line is the show is growing yeah, yeah. really quickly. It, it, it's frankly gone a lot better than Chad and I thought it would. Um, we're really happy about that, but we do need your continued support. Follow us on social media. Um, keep listening. Subscribe. Tell your friends about the show. We'd appreciate please, it. Please, please follow us. I'm trying, to, <laughs> trying to buy my kid a bike. Please, please help us. Yeah, and definitely before we go, we want to tell everybody about Odd Shark. Odd Shark is your source for the latest odds from leading authorities, expert editorial content, and detailed matchup picks. Looking for statistics and trends for an upcoming game? Odd Shark has that too, and it's free. In-depth expert analysis, stats, numbers, and trends to help you make the sharp game day picks. Whether you want to check out tonight's football odds, this week's hockey or basketball trends, or anything in between, Head on over to Odd Shark and start thinking like a shark today. You like how I mixed that up a little bit? That was nice, man. I'm trying to trying to you know get the people what they want, I'm keeping to, us on our toes. Yeah, trying to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you go to Odd Shark O D D S S H A R K dot com. They take Damn. care of us here at the show. Uh, you got to check them out before you make any bets. Again, this was a great, great episode. Super excited about the draft. Uh, let us know how you're watching the draft, who you're rooting for, who you who you uh, hope your team picks. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Um, we got a, another great episode next week with Zach Banner, which I'm super excited about. Such an awesome, funny interview. That dude is cool as hell, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a great show. You guys are going to really appreciate that one. Oh, before we forget, Chad, I also want to uh, suggest our newsletter to folks. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a growing newsletter. You can go to hotpiemedia.com um, and check out the DNP CD newsletter. We've got a whole bunch of great info in there for you that I know you're going to appreciate. Definitely. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for watching. Please tell your friends about the show. We'll see you guys next week. For Tony, I am Chad. Peace out. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.